to shiz my pants. I was not expecting that I was dealing with a Haitian samurai, okay? I did not expect that at all whatsoever. But he told me not to worry, that he will try not to involve me <laughs> in the altercation if there ever was one. Um, so I make sure that I keep my distance from them. So I let them walk up front and I was walking behind them, of course, praying that everything went smoothly. And we end up seeing Tony's father and Tony's uncle in front of their new house. Tony's father and uncle were on one side and Maneski, Kanan, and I were on the other side. I went across the street to get the money. I made sure to count it twice. Maneski asked me if everything was there. I told him yes. And everything went off smoothly and without a hitch. After I made sure that the money was right, Tony's father was shook after seeing Maneski fidgeting with his bag. He was like, go, just go, just go, okay, just go, Ali. After that, I was able to get my money and I cannot tell you how happy I was to get my money back. I thank the Lord. I really do thank the Lord because oh, he put these he put these obstacles in my path. He put these clues in my path. He put these signs in my path and I to God be the glory. To God be the glory. After that whole exchanging of the money, Tony actually calls me like five minutes later. I didn't pick up. I did not pick up any of his calls. All of a sudden, he want to call me now? Okay. The next day, I end up seeing an email from Tony saying how I harassed him and how he was going to call the cops on me and all this and all of that. I completely ignored it because... As soon as I got my money, I seriously wanted nothing to do with him. Like, I seriously wanted nothing to do with him. And at that point, I was completely over trying to go on any online dating sites to look for someone. But luckily, after that whole situation, I end up meeting Alan, and he's possibly one of the best things that ever happened to me. So... You know, it's always darkest before the dawn, right? The moral of this story, I would definitely say, is don't give someone you just met money or anything of the sort. You don't know what can happen at the end, and you don't know if you have a Haitian samurai friend who can help you get your money back. You just never know these things. So that was that story, and... I, of course, I do want to give you guys a couple of tips if you plan on doing some online dating. Let everyone know what you want, what you're looking for, okay? You don't want to mislead anyone, and you don't want anyone to mislead you. So just be honest and upfront about what you're looking for in a significant other, and see what you get from that. Also, when you do meet someone and you plan on going out with them, make sure you let your close friends and family know who you're going with. Make sure to include their photo, their name. Make sure to include the place that you're going, the time that you're going, the time that you're leaving. And also let them know to call you and try and come up with like code words, some sort of language that both you and your friends or family know so that way you can like get out of that situation. Another thing, um, I think a good first date would be a date that doesn't cost much. Like you can go to movies at the park or you can go to 
just there's so many free of well I know in New York there's a lot of free events but maybe you can check the website in your state or your country that you live in to find free events because I'm sure there are tons of free events in your neighborhood I know in Brooklyn there's so much to do for free I definitely suggest that you take advantage of that so like no one is you know questioning who's gonna pay for what who what when you know what I mean so let's leave the money issue out of it on the first date and I think you'll be all right so that is all for this story time today I really hope that you're able to learn something from this and I mean Look, I already know that I was naive to give this man some money. I know. I don't need to hear it again, so we don't need to mention that in the comment section, okay? If you enjoyed this story time, please give this video a big thumbs up. And also comment down below and let me know if you've had any positives or negatives with online dating because I'd love to know. And of course, share this video with anyone you feel or know that is actually doing online dating because they may be able to benefit from this information. And of course, subscribe to my channel because I make videos every single week for y'all. I want to thank you all so much for watching and supporting and subscribing to my channel. And I'll see you all in the next one. Peace. okay don't go on instagram with the sole purpose to find your soulmate now that's not what we're gonna do just don't go searching actively searching like i don't know i just feel like that kind of takes away from I, I would just say just kind of be a little bit more social in general you know go to different events stop staying stuck in the house you know just make friends meet people and i'm sure naturally it will happen you guys so um other than that atlanta is extremely small you guys now when i tell you everybody knows everybody everybody knows everybody they may have gone to college together they may have worked together yep, you know the person that you're dating might know the person that you used to talk to like just be careful out here you know atlanta is a very small city you know everybody knows everybody even in friendships, like people have come up to me and they've been like, I know you, I saw you at so-and-so's birthday party. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I don't mean that to be shady, but it's like, it's it's just true. Everybody knows everybody and, you, and like, it's a very small city. So one thing about Atlanta also is that the entertainment industry is here. You know, you have so many films being shot here any reality dating tv shows you have love and hip-hop atlanta okay um you have i mean does anybody really watch that anymore i mean i ain't gonna lie when i'm bored and there's nothing else to watch i will watch it but anyway <laughs> also this new um show that aired like last year and i believe it was last year and it was on the own network and it was like dating for older adults and it was called um ready for love so it was like a reality dating TV show based out here in Atlanta. Also have a lot of like, you know, wags of Atlanta or the real housewives of Atlanta. You have the real world is also coming out with the real world Atlanta. So and that's going to be on Facebook Watch. I did catch that. Um, I even almost got recruited. <laughs> to be on a dating show here in Atlanta. A casting director reached out to me on Instagram 
and the entire concept of the show was that they were going to put 20 women in a house together and then 20 men in a house together and the women and men were going to live separately now the show was going to be called love is blind right the concept of the show was that the men and women were supposed to go on blind dates meaning that when they went on these dates, they were not going to be able to physically see what the other person looked like. So I did not know how that was gonna play out logistically. He had to sort of form emotional connections and bonds based on conversations with the men that we were supposed to be dating, but we were not gonna be able to see what they looked like, how tall they were, how skinny they were, what their face looked like. We just weren't gonna see them. But if we were able to form these connections, we could either propose to the man or the man could propose to us. And so then we would either get engaged or not, depending on whether the person said yes. So the show was gonna like send us on a honeymoon and then from there, we were going to be put in a house together to live like an engaged couple and work towards marriage. Now, I am not a reality TV star or whatever. Me doing YouTube is me already stepping out of my comfort zone. And I still kind of struggle with it. But, you know, this show, I did the Skype interview with the casting director. I filled out a whole survey personality questionnaire. And I even got the contract emailed to me right because i was just like curious like like you know what i'm saying me on the tv show now i will say i did ask like hey is it gonna be hair and makeup is it gonna be like this and she was like no sis and i was like yeah i can't be looking busted on tv that's not gonna be me i'm sorry <laughs> but i got the contract right and in the contract what really really put the nail in the coffin for me like i wasn't gonna do it was the $50,000 fine they were going to charge people if they decided that they did not want to continue filming in the show and they wanted to quit, right? So if let's say I decide mid-show, mid-production, I don't want to be on the show anymore, I quit, you had a $50,000 fine because you were halting production and essentially putting people out of their jobs and they would have to start the whole recruiting process all over again. Now your girl ain't gotta like that okay like i ain't got no fifty thousand dollars to be throwing away and i just didn't feel comfortable enough to commit to something like that so i said no so the entertainment world definitely comes to atlanta to showcase you know just the dating scene and whatnot and there's so many just like tv shows taking place here so i just want to put that out there what i really want to emphasize to you guys is that when you date with intentionality and when you date with purpose not with fear you have to know who you are and know what you bring to the table if you feel as though you could be bringing a little bit more and you need to expect a little bit more out of yourself i would say take this singleness to really focus on yourself and really accomplish what it is that you have yet to accomplish now dating is like putting a microscope to you right you know people are going to see you for the good and the bad and you have to really be able to be a heal and whole person you cannot get into a relationship thinking that a relationship is what's going to make you better no it's not you have to make sure that you are complete on the inside before you enter into anything and so when we are broken sometimes we end up dating out of desperation we date just to feel better and when we do that that is literally living on the edge that is dating dangerously that will not make you feel better that will make you feel worse because you will compromise your worth and settle for less and do things that really you know you should not be doing and so i really want to place emphasis on really taking the time to heal yourself spiritually mend your heart do whatever it takes to become a complete and whole person 
And when you do that, and when you heal, and when you become whole, that person will naturally gravitate towards you. You know, the work doesn't stop. So relationships do make us better. You know, iron sharpens iron. I'm not gonna say it doesn't do anything for us, but we wanna make sure that we are not bitter and angry and lashing out on our loved ones on the people that we're dating and the people that we're getting to know. Now, we know that there are a lot of people in toxic relationships. And so you will come across people in your dating, right, that are maybe not ready to be in a relationship, but they don't have that awareness. And I think it's really important for you to have discernment when you're dating people because not everybody that you come across is meant for you. Not everybody that you come across deserves your heart, can treasure your heart. I grew up in church and I remember hearing a Bible verse that would say, guard your heart for it is the wellspring of life. When you give somebody your heart, you give them access to your emotions, you give them access to your thoughts and your mind and your soul and your spirit. And so when things go wrong, it really can affect you and you have to be very careful about who you give your heart to because that is a very special and valuable thing. Okay, you guys? So keep that in mind when you do decide to date, you know, and I hope you guys enjoyed this video. Comment down below, subscribe, and stay tuned and follow me on Instagram. honest i'm 30 years old and i really want to be married you know what i'm saying right. and so i would have to agree to you agree with you i think some of the things that some of the ways i've been going about dating maybe that's why i'm still single okay. so i just i just really came up here to thank you for your advice i really am listening to okay. you uh, what what state are you in what's it where you at? i'm from um raleigh durham north carolina okay how far is that away from duke oh we're um Duke is in Durham, so it's the city of medicine. Okay, well, so because you have a isn't it, isn't the college triangle down there? Uh huh. I have NC State, UNC, Duke. So, are you involved in any of those school associations? Is that a problem? Yes. I mean, what should I be doing? I mean, because I'm an entrepreneur, I sell cars. I don't know, like, why why I would be over there. You know what I'm saying? Well. Uh, this is why I say book a session, but here's the thing. Look, <laughs> seriously, if you sell cars, do, do you not network? I do, cars? like, I sell cars, like, I contract. Okay, well, listen, like, if you, you can apply it in, in selling cars, you need to apply it in selling you. See, you're in Raleigh, and you got to, coming from sales, I don't understand how salespeople don't understand this. You got you to gotta prospect to get leads, to get appointments. To, to present, to pitch, to close. How many leads are you getting sitting in your house? Well, and you got the college triangle, the college triangle, Duke, North University of North Carolina, NC State, all that has alumni associations, football programs, basketball programs, lots of money flows through there. You need to become, I don't care how you get there, but get around those places of academics and money because that's what band boosters, alumnus, things like that chamber of commerce um american heart association charities things like that you just cannot sit and i'll just be cute you gotta do something <laughs> this is what back this is how becky kicks y'all's ass because they're willing to get out of the house and do something okay well i would definitely implement your advice i really do appreciate it i mean you're right you know what i'm saying because you're right. I'm not even yep. gonna. Black women can, cannot be lazy, relying on just. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> okay, I got a question too before we go. 
if I, I do want a high value man, you know what I'm saying? I do. Am I wrong? Because I'm a, and I'm a very because I'm in sales, I have a strong personality, very sharp, and I, I like to go with after I want. I normally just don't like to lose. Am I wrong for like, is it too controlling for me to kind of pick the guy, not be aggressive, but in my brain, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to go after him. Is it wrong to go after a guy or should I just let him come to me? Wrong is a, wrong is not the right, is not the word to use. That's subjective. But you say you want a high value man. Yeah. Why? Because I'm a high value girl. I feel like, you know, the Bible why does that make, hold on, why does that make sense to y'all? What you mean? Why does it make sense to you? Because you look in your bank account and you say I'm a high value girl, so I should get a high value man. Why does that make sense to y'all? Well, y'all know that's not how we pick. Well, I don't know. When I say high value, I guess everybody has their different definitions of high value. I have my definition. One, I don't believe in 50-50 anything. And it's like a lot of guys who well, let me help you. It. Let me help you out. High value is feminine. Okay. okay. High value is feminine. No, I'm talking about a high value man. What is high a high value? value? Femi you said you're a high value girl. I, I believe I am. And that means your femininity would be number one. Right. That goes opposite to aggression. Opposite of aggression. Yes. Okay. Aggression is masculine. So maybe I should turn off my sales when I'm dating. I'm just telling you what high value men want is not aggressive females. They want feminine women. Okay. Okay. <laughs> See, in, in you ladies' mind, Stop looking in the comment section. Okay. <laughs> I'm not looking in the comment section. Why do y'all do I'm, that too? No, because I said, I saw somebody say focus I was a whore. Focus like, here. Focus here. Whore. Focus I'm here. Fo I'm focused. I'm focused. Unless you, because if you're down there, book a session. Okay. <laughs> because pay, pay attention. And see, this, and, and this is, and I'm going to use this as an example. This is a teaching lesson. You know, I have a platform and people do something so funny. You got me online and you're too worried about what people are saying in the comment section versus paying attention to this little bit of time I have. That's a break in rapport with a high value man. You just showed high value men. She's not for me because if I'm sitting in front of her, she's going to be worried about everybody else instead of me. That's not how we roll. So you may be successful in your career, but your education, your income, does not increase your value to men. Okay. I did a broadcast on that two, three days ago. Men value your femininity, your beauty, your fitness, your submissiveness, your cooperation, your womb. And high value men would rather go get the girl who works on fries and McDonald's mm. than a six figure top salesperson. Well, I hear what you're say, saying, Kevin, but a lot of guys that I date, they do act like they care about that. You know, they act like, oh, are they know, high gotta, value men? They're, then they're not high value men if they're acting like they care about that. I'm asking you. No, 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 no. Are they, do they make six, do they make $10,000 yeah. a month? They're like, oh, I want her to hustle. Hold oh, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. They make $10,000 a month. Yeah. I, I see. For five years. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Hey, when I define high value, it's $10,000 a month in Atlanta, Dallas, Houston, Charlotte dollars for at least five years. 
Other high-value men recognize them as a peer. They have a network of high-value men and other people. They're visible, meaning what they do is LinkedIn level, meaning they're not entrepreneurs, means they have a title that most people understand and their money is above board. And last, they're useful to others and the group. Many of you ladies think high value just means because somebody's making more money, two or three, two, double the money what where you're at. And that's high value is far more than that. I do. I And I don't believe a man's value it just equates with money. I don't. I don't. How do you? I think, I'm 30. Well, far too many of you ladies are, are too concerned too much on what you want and you have no idea what men want. Well, that's why I'm up here because I need to know. Well, well, this is why, this is why, well, but, but unfortunately, here's the reality. Unfortunately, uh, my show is to kind of start to start the conversation. But if you want to really know, you're going to have to actually pay for the learning curve. You went to college, right? Yes. All right. So you went, to, you went into debt for a degree that you didn't need to sell cars. Actually, I didn't finish. I didn't finish. Doesn't I went matter. to NCC. No, that's not the point. That's not, not the point. It's not the point. The point is, the kind of men you're talking about are rare and you're competing against the best of black women and the best of other women for them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they're going to get exactly what they want. Okay, I am too. Yeah. I mean, I am. I normally get what I, 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 I'm going to get. That's why I'm even up here because I, I like to get what I want. Obviously what I've been doing ain't been really working out but I'm just that type of person. Uh, you cannot alpha your way through this. I'm just gonna get what I want. You can't do that. You can't, you can't determine what we do as men. Only thing you can control access to is your body. We control access to relationships. See, you're already out of your place. When I said the, the kind of men you want are gonna get what they want, I'm gonna get what I want too. Put your penis up. <laughs> one of those kevin but you, but you but you're using the energy oh you're saying like i'm giving off masculine, yeah, masculine energy. energy yeah you're not gonna get a high value it does not do this okay you're not demure you're not refined reserved quiet you're hey i'm out here what's going on hey what's up let's turn up that ain't what we do that's not what high value do who's gonna take I you to a country club with a mayor's ball with all that well, I'm, t I'm, first of all, it's different levels to, to different sides to me. You're nope. seeing one side well, to me. Well, but I'm seeing what you show me and you don't know me and you're no, in front of thousands of people. And so we tend to be who we are. I'm an image consultant, ma'am. We are who we are. And my point is, where's, where's your dad at? He at home getting over COVID. Mm. What do you do for a living? He owns his own company. Okay. Um, he, he owns a moving company. Okay. Moving company. Respectable. Yeah. Middle class income, though. He makes good money. I said middle class. I didn't say broke. I said middle class. <laughs> why, see, why do like, so see, many black know. women, when you hear middle class, you automatically think less than. You hear blue collar, you think less than. No, I don't think less than. Listen, listen. And that's where your high value men are for most of you. Your daddy. Yeah. But would you date a man? I mean, be honest. Would you date a man with a moving company? Yes. My dad makes good money. Would you money. date a man who's starting a moving company? Uh, yes. I, I, I would date potential. 
Okay. I would. If I can that's not high value. Say what now? It's not high value then. What would you not have? High value is already there. Okay. High value is already there. He had to be doing what he's doing for five years. He's already there. He's already a Super Bowl champ. Yeah, my dad's had this company for 20 years. But but you came in saying, I want a high value man. I do. Exactly. You want him already to be there. No, I never said that. That's what you said. I never said that. That's what high value means. Oh, okay. So I'm confused. Now, I do got a, a question for you. Are you saying that women should not desire a high value man that's already there and we should be open to men or or and we shouldn't be open to men who who's building? No, because, no, I'm, no. I'm saying you need to be in your lane. And most women don't want to build but with a man who's building. Like how was your mother when she married your father? She was 20 22, I believe. Right. 8 years younger than you. That you saw the pattern, and you chose not to do it. Because <laughs> I'm gonna get what I want. So you already want somebody who's where your daddy is now, but you got to marry him while he's 22. That's why high value men look at y'all like y'all crazy. Because you want to come after we already won. You don't want to build. You want us after we already got the six figures and this and that and something and so forth. And we're like, okay, I'm going to get the premium. Because well, that I was didn't... different. My dad and my mom were younger. They were younger, so that's different. You've been you 22. Me... You could have did that, too. I could have, but that's not exactly. the way life went. No, no, that's not what you chose. <laughs> you had suitable men uh, who approached you in your teens and 20s, but you'd overlook them for something else. Possibly. 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 We don't know that's a fact. Yeah, no, 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 we do. No, because see, I did a video on you likely met your, your, your match and you just blew it. I don't remember him. If he came really? so my what's way, the way, Okay, what's the longest relationship you've ever had? Um, Maybe about six months. Six months, your entire life. Right. Even when you were in high school and college. I didn't really date in high school and college. I mean, in high school. How long ago was your last relationship? <sighs> I don't even want to really count that, but it was this summer. I don't even count it. But remember, if you only had six, if your last relationship has been six months, I got worse news for you. What? You ready? Are you going to probably say it's me, but okay. The question was, okay, you're not ready for it. Okay, I'm ready. No, you're not. You don't have the skills for it. You, The longest job you ever held as a man is six months. And you want uh, you want an executive level position, man, and you only got six months of work history. If your relationship history was a resume, it would be trash. How? Maybe Because you you've only held a job for six months. You don't know that. Maybe I wasn't dating all those years. Man, see, this is what this is when this is when the ego comes out. I don't have to know. I know one thing when I'm reading right now what you're saying you want and what the kind of men 
that fit into that category. What I do know unequivocally is with the hundreds and thousands of men who are like that, where I'm in that category, the women they want and who they pick, and they don't have this energy. They don't have these talking points. They don't have this relationship history. See, were you raised to be a housewife? Um, no. You were raised to be independent. And that's not what a high value man is like. I mean, I wouldn't say that. My mom was a housewife for. Man, if you were raised to be a housewife, you was no way you'd have no only have a six month relationship in thirty years. That maybe, but Kevin, you, maybe God no, has no, a man in front of me. No, that's bullshit. That's not. It's not about a man. See how we, see audience. See I, how this works. See how this works. You, your mama was married at twenty two. Mm-hmm. And you looked at your mother, and did you say you wanted to be like your mother, or did you want to be different? In some ways. In some well, ways What's not. the answer? What's the answer? It's, that's the that's a broad answer. Well, which one is it? Some way. 50-50. Really? Well, you should have did the 50-50 that she did got married at 22. I could have if God presented him to me. God ain't got nothing to do with this. That's bullshit. It's I mean, I believe difference. in God. I don't know. I believe in God, too. And I was raised in the church, baptized in five. We're going to get you my Bible from 1974. I believe I've been over three singles ministries. So I get tired of you women putting this stuff on God. <laughs> Marriage is a natural choice. And this is why I'm, you laughing, but this is why so many black women are by themselves, because y'all just talk and talk and talk, and then your ego and your this and that, and it just goes in one end around the other. Just pew, pew, pew. Ma'am, you've had six months relationship history in 30 years. If I presented a man who's the kind of man you said you want, you don't fit what he would need because you have no experience being with the man or cooperating with him. You don't believe on, on the months. job training? Okay. On the job training, you don't believe? Yeah, they're going to go get a younger woman to do it. A woman with better relationship history. Well, I'm 30. I'm not old. Oh, you're old for marriage? I don't think so. Okay. Okay, and, and and understand something. This is what I mean, folks. They don't. You can't say anything. I'm not old for marriage. If you went to a matchmaker, they would tell you you're old for marriage. And at what age does high risk pregnancy start? At 35. Right. So if you met a man today, how who was ready to be married? What's the soonest you'd be married to this man? I honestly have a rule for myself. I wouldn't date anybody over a year. So he he's got to he's got to be ready within a year. If you don't know within a year, my dad told me mm -hmm. when, if a man when, doesn't when know within three when months. When you turn thirty one, I turned thirty one November fifth. Okay, so if he met you today, you'd be married within a year. How long would you want to be married before you start having kids? Right away. So you want to get pregnant on your honeymoon night? I would love to. Right, but see, here's the thing. What are the chances of meeting somebody and being ready to marry that being married in a year when you only have six months of relationship history over your lifetime? Well, that's look. We're talking about we're talking so about what it comes down, ultimately. What this is what it comes down to. This is not Disney. This is not fantasy. This is really practical. Right. You have little to no relationship history, meaning cooperation with the man. A man would be a fool to move that quick on somebody who has no demonstrated relationship history. I mean, that's, that's how men look at this, especially when you come from a mother who was married at 22 and your parents been married for years, you saw the path, but what most people look back and say, you saw your mom and like, well, I love my mom, but she, she got married too early. I want to get out here and do what I want to do. That's usually more the story.
And that's the way it's presenting, man. And it's not a judgment, but what I'm saying is ultimately, the men you're talking about, they don't look for women like that. They look for women who are feminine, help me, different energy about working with their men, serving their family, they're wanting to do it early. They're not looking for this independent, sass kind of thing. Well, everything you just described is me, other than the fact that I didn't do it early. I'm very submissive. I'm very caring, very giving. What you can totally say that, but what does that show? You, show totally what does that show in relationships? Housewife, what does that know. show in relationships? What submissive. So if you're submissive and cooperative, what what all men want, and you are a black woman in the south, you're telling me that no black man who has been suitable has come across your path because that's what all men want. I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe they have, maybe they haven't. You know what I'm saying? Not to me, no, not suitable. I would say, not as suitable. Why aren't they suitable? I mean, to me, immaturity, immaturity. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I would say immaturity. They don't believe. One of my my major deal breakers is if you don't have the same spiritual beliefs as me. A lot of them don't. They say they do, but they're not acting like actions are not lining up with that. You know what I'm saying? Or I just don't see a lot of men who display leadership values. You know what I'm saying? You want me to submit, but you got to give me something to submit to. It's no way. Oh, see, I'm hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. If I just turn down the volume and let you see how you are moving, your energy is all sass. That's what I'm sitting here doing. I'm just reading you, and you think you're involving, informing me. And I'm like, man, I talk to you every night, and I've talked to you for 30 years. And I'm trying to tell you, you're just like the other snowflakes out here who think you're special, and you're not. Because here's the question. In this sense, we're all God's creatures, but if you need them to have the same spiritual beliefs, right? Mm-hmm then your pastor should be helping you lead this husband search, not you. Actually, he don't really believe in a singles ministry. Well, then you're under the wrong shepherd. I don't know about that. Why you notice, every that? Time I get, no, notice every time I give an answer that lines up with something, it's all shame, insults, guilt. Uh, the need to be right, man, is a, is a big problem with a lot of black women. And And you've been doing you so long that this is just habit to you and the thing is i'm telling you how the kind of men you say you want if you if you really want to know i'll tell you what i'll do i'll put this video up on youtube and i'll let high value men evaluate you how about that hey i'm i'm, I'm all for it okay you you want me to put it up on youtube and put it and put it in front, in front of a bunch of men and say is this the kind of caliber woman based upon this interview that you want if like I said, yeah, that doesn't that doesn't frighten me. That doesn't frighten me. You don't know why so many women who come from middle class background, from middle class families, want these exceptionally high earning men. Now you just said that men money does not equate to value. I never. You just said high earning. That's what you said. That's a no, 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 no. I said a woman's money does not equate to value. A man's okay. money is definitely part of his value. Okay. And I don't, know why so, I don't know why so many middle class, you're a middle class raised woman, 
Your mother married at 22. Your father owns a moving company. Middle class, successful. You should be getting with another middle class, average, successful person. Not be looking for an elite top 10% earner. I mean, I will start there, but you know, once you get with me, we gon' we 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 shooting to the stars. Why we gotta stay there? Why we gotta stay middle class? So again, this is one of that. Remember, so if you're listening, the lady who was in Houston, the 43 year old. I didn't, Kip, I didn't hear her. I, no, I'm talking to her. If she's listening. This is what I was saying about you with the plumber. You're taking a man who was perfectly fine doing what he was doing. And you still gonna make him be more than he needs to be, so you can keep up with the Joneses. No, it's Listen. called pushing people. To no, their no, potential. no. It's called. It's called. I'm not talking to you. Oh, I'm talking because I spoke to a woman Saturday night who said the same thing. She's 43. The same thing. Matter of fact, where is it? Matter of fact, I, Thomas the plumber is what I call it. I could get with him and we're going to be accredited investors and this and that. And I'm like, I always got to push a man to be something. If he's happy with what he is, it's like, it's like all of a sudden black folks have become black women start thinking because you make a certain amount of money, only men who make what you make qualify. So even if you meet a man who is in the top 15% of men, that still ain't good enough because he has to make six figures. And you talk about Christian, none of what you're talking about, due respect, ma'am, nothing what you've talked about is 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 uh, Christian. It's all I wrong. think men make money more of a big deal than women do. For man, one, that's what you've talked about the entire time you've been here is the the income. No, you're talking right. about this care. Okay. I just said I don't. I said that's a part of me. I don't believe that value to me when I'm talking about a man. For one, his spirituality is number one. That's so you would be okay with a man making uh, forty-two thousand dollars a year if he's a he's a devout Christian? <laughs> Don't play with me. <laughs> That's sad. That's sad because I mean, that's sad. We... it's sad. It's sad because fifty-one percent of black men are single and childless, and sixty-four percent are in the middle class. It's sad that that man was your father, but he ain't good enough for you. It's Okay, uh, all right, grandkids, bet. So anyway, the rest of the day continues and he asked me if I want to go to a hookah bar. I did not, I did want to go to the hookah bar. I didn't really want to go with him, but I was like, I'm down here in Orlando. I don't have no other friends. We finna go to this hookah bar. So we go to the hookah bar. We're sitting there, we're talking. He's talking about his son. He's mentioned his son a couple times. And now that I know he has grandkids, I'm like, so how old is your son? And he's like, um, oh, he's 24. And I'm like, 24, like, years old. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, mind you, I'm 26 at the time. So I'm like, you have a son who's 24? Now imagine me, if I really like this man and I'm getting to know you, Imagine me dating somebody, really getting to know them, and I end up in blending a family with this 43-year-old man 
and his son, who's two, I might have a stepson who's two years younger than I am, and some grandkids, me, grandkids in my 20s, baby. So I said, um, how, how exactly, what age did you think that I was? Like, how old do you kind of think that I am or whatever? And he was like, well, I mean, I met you in the club, so I figured you was at least legal. And I was like. I have this thing about men and women who gauge appropriate relationships by legal the legal age to date. Like Leo is 18. This is a 43-year-old man. If 18 is the youngest he's willing to date, I'm not sure I'm interested in this man. I wouldn't I ain't been sure I'm interested in this man this entire date. So here I am on this date with somebody's granddaddy. Who thinks I'm at least 18 and is fine with that at his big age. And I was ready to go. I'm not even going to hold you. I was like, uh, okay, well, I got to go uh, to work in the morning. So I'm going to go ahead and head out. So we're walking. He's like, I'm going to walk you to your car. I'm like, okay, well, you can walk me to my car, I guess. So he walks me to my car. While he's walking to my car, he's taller than I am. I'm about 5'5 five, ish. He's a much taller guy, like he's standing over my head and I have in this crochet, these crochet curls. And he's like, is it all your hair? And I'm like, I bought it. So yes, it does belong to me. He's like, nah, you know what I mean? Is, it, is this the hair that's growing out of your scalp? Why would you ask me that again if I just said I bought it? So I said, no, it is not growing out of my scalp. He's like, how is it sitting? I mean, it look, it's curly. It looks like it's coming right out of your scalp. Thank you. That was the point of how it's installed. Well, let me, where's your scalp at? And I'm like, it's on my head. What do you, what are you saying right now? What do you mean? Where's my scalp? I can't even see your scalp. How did it? So I'm like, what is this? Why are you doing this? And he was like, can I touch it? No, you cannot. You absolutely may not touch my hair. And he was like, just let me see. I just want to feel where your scalp. So he's taller than I am. So he reaches his hand down right into the top of my head, y'all. Livid 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 i was so mad if i didn't think he could have beat me up i probably would have hit him i was like excuse you you know granddad do you mind not touching my scalp and he was like i was just trying to see where your scalp you can see without using your hands but if you cannot see my scalp it means you were not meant to see that was the goal for you not to be able to see my scalp Keep your hands on my head. I was ready. I was so ready to go. So I get to my car. I get in my car and I'm like, well, I get to my car and he opens my door. And I'm like, okay, you know, this was fun. Line. It was not fun. Um, you know, I'll hit you another time. Line. I did not plan on hitting this man up ever again. So he's like, all right, well, it was good seeing you. And he gives me a hug and I'm giving him the church hug, you know, with the side of my body. I'm like, all right, good night. He's like, okay, well, uh, which way are you going home? And I'm like, no, because I feel like this is a ploy so that you will know where I live. We're not doing that tonight. I'm going home. That's where I'm going. He's like, no, I mean, are you taking the toll road or are you going to go around the tolls? And I'm like, well, I plan to go around the tolls. He's like, well, it's really late. You really shouldn't take that long of a drive. I'm like, well, I don't have a sun pass and I don't have any cash on me for the tolls. So are you going to give me some money for the toll? 
than I fully expected him to be. So, you know, there's always going to be somebody out there that you could possibly find with a fatter ass and a flatter stomach. And so that's going to be the person that they're going to try to go with. And so it just sucks because, like I said, it's just very hard to find just really genuine guys out here and guys that aren't kind of into that lifestyle and like I said I just think that lifestyle the lifestyle that rappers have kind of made up from big booty hoes and you know what I'm saying money and all this flashy stuff that that's just what they're more so wrapped into they want to live that fast life they don't want this one girl holding them back from going to the club every weekend with their dudes and popping bottles and all that stuff like I just really feel like that's why like commitment has been not a not a really big thing while I've been out here especially in my age group with me being 25 and coming out here when I was 18 years old I just feel like that was that was just it and it's been hard for me because I have already done the club thing you know going to parties and all that stuff while I was in college and I just have no interest to do it now so like it's even hard to find girlfriends who just aren't into that because it's annoying like I don't want to go to the club all the time like I very rarely want to go to the club like even once a year like I don't like it there's too many people there like I don't want to be around that but like in Atlanta it's just hard to meet people like without going to clubs and all that stuff and then god forbid you download a dating app you know to think oh well because i don't go out a lot to meet to meet people um let me download this dating app and automatically you download tinder and oh that must mean you're trying to fuck what but it's a dating app no no tinder tinder's a fucking app now and it's just like what what do you mean it's it's a dating app though no People have made Tinder into a fucking app. So, like, you get on Tinder in Atlanta and everybody thinks you're on there trying to fuck. So, it's like, you know, if you're like me and you don't go out to the clubs, you don't go out to the bars and stuff, you can't meet anybody there because that's where everybody is. You can't meet anybody there if you don't go there because you don't like going there. Then you try to get on these apps and they think you want to fuck. And so, it's like, how do you even find people here? You just have to hopefully run into somebody at the grocery store or, you know, accidentally slam into somebody and you drop all your bags on the floor and they help you pick them up. And that's like, I feel like, that's like the only way you meet people. Like how else do you meet people? I feel like it was so easy when I was in college to meet like different guys and stuff. But like now that I'm older, if, I'm just going to say this. If you ain't next to going to the clubs and all that stuff, I don't think you should move down here. Honestly, because like, if, especially if you're single and you like really want to find somebody, like how do you find them if you don't go to these places? And that was my, my biggest issue, like after getting out of school. And, um, like I said, I do feel like, you know, a lot of the guys out here do kind of have like an immature mindset as far as, like I said, the, you know, fast cars and big booty hoes and all that stuff. And that's what's really important to them out here and the money and, you know, some scammers out here and all that stuff. That's what's really important to them. So I wanted to find someone, okay, let me try to date up. Let me try to find somebody with a different mindset. And, um, I will say older guys. It's not necessarily the same because they're already established, but they're still on that friends with benefits. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I just divorced. I want to have fun. Like, it's like you can't win. <laughs> it's like you can't win. And so I'm not saying this to be like, oh, there's like nobody out here that you can find or whatever. Like, I'm pretty sure that, you know, there are people out here in relationships, but it's just like because 
we are so heavy into clubs and strip clubs and all that stuff that just a lot of people out here they just don't that's just not what they're looking for it's just not and like i said i it ain't like I could give you all like two, three experiences that have happened. I can give you all maybe 30 experiences that have happened. That's just like, everybody can't be like this out here now. But that's what I've experienced. And so that's what really sucks is because as much as I love Atlanta, like I feel like I gotta go. I'm like, I gotta go because I feel like if I stay here, I'm never gonna find genuine friends. You know what I'm saying? Because like I said, the girls out here um, are really into the whole clubbing scene and they're really into, you know, some of the girls are into drama and all that stuff. And I just like, I can't find no good girlfriends. I can't find a man. It's like, I don't think I need to be out here anymore. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it does. It does suck. But I don't want to tell you all like, you know, don't move. Welcome to my channel. I went on a rant on Instagram last night and I had people like, oh, you should put this on YouTube and do story time. So here goes. <clears throat> Basically, I'm pretty sure you guys have seen my, if you wanna move to Atlanta, watch this video. And in that video, I was pretty much talking about how <sighs> the vibe I get is like, to sum it up, the vibe I get is people out here they are predators. And I wouldn't say everybody, but like a lot of the guys, that's their play. I feel like they lie to kick it. And where I'm from, instead of saying, you know, telling a person what they think they want to hear in order to get the time of day, a person's going to actually say to you, like, what's up? I'm interested in you. Can I take you out? Can I get to know you? But out here, their play is more so, what do you do? And trying to play as if they can help you. And that's like, that's their way of getting in. So anyway, to start from the beginning, I gave an example of when I first moved out here. I was having a conversation with someone and someone completely jumps in the conversation and I was pretty much telling the first person, like, yeah, like I just moved out here. And the guy jumped in the conversation and he's like, oh, well, do you need furniture? And I was like, you know, what you to plug or something? he's like yeah and so I'm like okay cool let me get your number <clears throat> so I hit him up and I was like oh and excuse this I'm on my way to um an event that has a pool so yeah knocking this video out video out before I go anywho I hit the guy up and I'm like hey like how does the furniture thing work like do I pick it out and just send you what I want and he pretty much was trying to have conversations completely unrelated to furniture the second example I gave was the one from my Wanna Move to Atlanta video, where again, I was minding my business and the guy says to me, oh, what do you do? And I say, you know, I'm out here pursuing acting. And he says to me, oh, I'm Tyler Perry's assistant casting director. Speaking of which, so many people in my first video was like, oh, you're gullible, you're ditzy. No, I have a network of people who actually do what they say they do and they work at real companies and make real bread so it's like one the guy was old and corny looking so i was like he actually looks like he could really like work for tyler perry he wasn't just a little thug off the street like he like kind of fit the description of a person who actually could be a casting director so 
When I engaged in the conversation with him, I didn't necessarily say, oh, this is my big break. Let me showcase my talent. But I did engage in the conversation with him. And then I started picking up like, this man is full of it. Um, the third example I gave was me being at the gym, again, minding my business. And that's the part that gets me. You could be minding your business and they just come up to you, they in your face. And <clears throat> the guy says to me, you know, what do you do? I, at this point, when I hear that line, I just want to run or tell him I'm a housewife. I'm married. Goodbye. I can't talk. My husband is right around the corner on the way. So anywho, he hits me with the what do you do? And the only reason I entertain the conversation is because even though Atlanta is filled with a lot of people who aren't who they say they are, Atlanta is filled with people who are what they say they are. And they could be so low-key and really, like, be lit. So I said to him, I act. And he's like, oh, well, I was looking for someone to be in a project that I'm working on, but a lot of people are weary about it. And I was like, um, well, what's the project? So basically, he says it's an HIV campaign and he needed models or like something about being on a billboard or an ad. And I was just like, bruh, I am not that pressed to act. Like, try somebody else. Of course, I didn't say that to him. I was like, uh, gotta go, meter's ending. But I was pretty much showing like, no thank you. And I said to him, I said, well, there's databases out there where if you are looking for people, you can put your ad out and if they're interested, they'll apply. Um, and the most recent example was this one guy who's actually like, honestly, a year from now, I see him being like big. He hits me in the DMs and he basically was like, you know, I would love to like work with you and collaborate. And I feel like he has really nice pieces and I believe in his work. And I was like, yeah, like I would love that. Like you have dope work. To make a long story short, um, because I'm not a model, if I'm not being compensated, like I'm not pulling up. And he asked me last minute to model for him and wasn't really trying to offer any compensation. And so I was like, you know, I can't. And recently he hit me up and he's like, you know, let's meet up. And I'm like, okay, what is this meeting regarding? And he's like, just discussing business, discussing some ideas and you redeeming yourself from not showing up to the shoot. Boy, I don't have to redeem myself with you. And not only that, we can discuss ideas via FaceTime, phone call, email. I don't have to sit up and meet with a complete stranger to discuss an idea. You know, it's just like, so that gets overwhelming. Living out here, constantly dealing with people where they feel like in order for them to talk to you, they have to make it seem as if they can offer you something, which they will never really offer you. So that was my rant. And I guess you could call this part two of, want to move to Atlanta? Watch this. But honestly, like I've said in the past, Atlanta is a great city. I signed my lease. Well, I, I didn't sign my lease yet, but I will be signing my lease again. And if you come here and someone says to you, what do you do? Just know that's a red flag. And know they about to be a shapeshifter. That's what I said in my Instagram video. And so many people thought that was hilarious. I said this one example. I said, you could tell a person that you're a baker and they will say to you, I have a special cookie dough.
you could tell a person you're a teacher and they will say to you, my son needs a school. It's like whatever you say, somehow they suddenly, they need to work with you. And I'm just like, that's so lame. But um, yeah, I hope this video was helpful to someone out there. If you come to Atlanta to move, to visit, just kind of be mindful that this is Black Hollywood, and it's one of those places where I guess that's the play. I'm from Chicago, and in Chicago, people are a little more straight up, hey, I'm interested in you. It's not a, hey, what do you do so I could figure out a way to try to, like, get to know you without just saying I want to get to know you. So thanks for watching, guys. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe. I'll be doing more story times. My next story I'm going to talk about how the guys out here, I feel like just how pe women out here are so accustomed to like how the men are that they can't pick up on characteristics of the men being a little. Okay, so be, to, uh, be sure to stay tuned and check out that because that will be coming soon. Again, like, comment, subscribe, and thank you for watching. Bye. Hey everyone, so today is going to be um, a little different. This video is going to be pretty much about dating in Atlanta. Now, this is just going to be my experience, my opinion, so this is me. Why did this part looks like I have a bank or something, but I don't. Um, my pretty much experience of dating in Atlanta. So, we're going to go straight into the video, okay? I'm going to give y'all about five, six, maybe seven of my warnings when it comes to dating in Atlanta and um I did write them down but like oh here we go now starting with number one um I feel like this is gonna be everybody's number one all right everyone's already gonna know what I'm gonna say it's gonna be about STDs and HIV now I feel like living in Atlanta and then everyone else looking into Atlanta it's so like over exaggerated like it's not I wouldn't say it's not as bad because I mean it is bad of course but it, it's not how everyone makes it seem like you're in a room with three people and three random people and at least one of those per persons have HIV or an STD like it's not like that of course it is high you know <clears throat> but it's just definitely not the way that it's portrayed on social media now um better like this it's not portrayed it's not as bad as the way it's portrayed on social media so um I feel like well me personally I feel like that's what every person you deal with no matter where you're at like you need to make sure that they're STD free STI free HIV free AIDS free whatever you need to make sure that they are clean period i'm not gonna go too much on that regarding Atlanta, but you just need to make sure they're clean if you are like you know some people they hey they start dating someone talking to someone hey everyone has to get tested before they mess with that person hey if you got to do that do that you know make sure you save yourself if you don't save nobody else save yourself number two scammers let me tell y'all, scammers are broke. Now, of course, there's those scammers that's out here making money or whatever, but the majority of scammers in Atlanta are broke. 
a lot of them are not the main man. A lot of them are runners. A lot of them are the middleman. So you have to watch out for that. It's so many people, it's so many scammers in Atlanta, like, especially with me being a waitress. So I come in contact with them all the time. You just make sure you have to be aware of these scammers. Some of these scammers act like they like you and be going through your purse trying to get your credit card and um, license information. Like, this ain't never happened to me. It ain't never happened to me. 